Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Skin Interview. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi. Hey, Xen. Hey, Max. So how are things with you, Xen? Me, everything's fine. I'm about to pop, give birth very Literally. instantly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen during so... this podcast, really. Yeah, so stay tuned, guys. Listen till the stay end. Stay tuned. I have a cold again. I, I, I feel like if you listen to this podcast, it's pretty much every third episode I have a cold, but it's not COVID. I just have a cold. I think, I don't know if anyone else feels the same way as I do, but I really feel like I'm just, just constantly running around. And so I think I'm a bit run down. I need a few days of chilling. I'm, I'm off on holiday tomorrow, which is great. But yeah, I don't know if you feel this, Xenia, in Geneva, but I really feel like things are very much back to normal and I'm exhausted. <laughs> You're so lucky because me, I really don't feel the same way. <laughs> it's really not back to normal. Oh. But um, no, I think it's just, you know, the change in season. And also, I don't know how the weather is in London, but in Geneva, for example, in the morning, it's super cold. And then during the day, it gets warmer and warmer. And then at night, it gets cold again. Um, so I think like it's just this middle season where you don't know what to wear, you know, where you sleep with the, the window open thinking that, you know, it's going to be nice, but then it gets very fresh throughout the night. And yeah. I think everyone <laughs> is just, you know, getting sick. And actually, that could be a really good post also, like how to reinforce your immunity system. Honestly, I mean... I need advice because clearly I'm not doing a very good job. But um, <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel that. And I have no idea what to wear. I'm in like, I'm pretty much wearing the same like in-between weather jumper every day. It's my one that has a margarita on it. I think Sonia's sick of seeing this. But yeah, I just don't, I, it's just that weird, that weird in-between season. And I think it's very similar what's going on with our skin too. So a lot of clients messaging, help me. I'm back in the office. I'm wearing a mask all the time. I have breakouts or, you know, it's super cold. My skin's feeling a bit more tight now. So it's that transitional season. I think if you haven't come in for a checkup, uh, now's a good time. But everyone's skin's a bit all over the place. Exactly. My skin right now is completely out of the place. So I completely, I recognize myself in your little speech, Max. <laughs> I know, I know. I do too. Um, but you know, it's interesting, actually, this week, the topic was around tweakments, which is a very hot topic and a word that I'm not totally sure how I feel about, to be honest. I think it's a very great marketing term, but it's all about these little tweakments that people are getting, whether that be, um, you know, Botox or a little bit of filler, um, but also it can have to do with, you know, facial peels and these kind of in in clinic treatments that you can't always do at home. So this podcast, we were joined by Dr. David Jack, who's incredible. I've actually been to his clinic a few times now in London, and I can I can say that I give I give all of his treatments a glowing review. They're really incredible. But I don't know, Xen, how are you feeling about the whole tweakment trend? And have you had any tweakments? No, you know, like the um, the thing is, I think it's also a cultural thing. 
because like in the US, for example, or in the UK, people do it, but they just don't talk about it. No exactly. one says anything about pigments, you know. In the US, people like, of course, they're going to say exactly what they do. But it's true that in Switzerland or in France, like we quite, I would say like either we've also like very secretive with it. So we don't really say like when we do something or we just mm -hmm. don't do it. And I think till now, I didn't feel the need that I needed to do anything because my skin, except, you know, from unusual breakouts and things that happens really at the surface of the skin, I didn't have any major concern what I need to get, like a laser treatment, for example, or, you know, a peel, etc. Like I did have... In London, uh, I peeled once uh, with microneedling, which was super nice just to reset my skin when I felt like extremely tired. But that's the, I would say, the max I went, you know, in terms of like more clinical type of treatment. But I read an article uh, not that like long ago saying that when you have a kid, you, your skin ages by seven years old. So oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> I might do some I hate this fear mongering, Xenia. <laughs> you're getting honestly the fear mongering is is crazy. The things that the people are writing, I feel like it's so but it's clickbait. true. But I think it's true. And you know what? My sister, for example, like my older sister, she has two kids, and she's telling me like she really saw her skin age way more faster than it was before, and like she really feel that you know she needs to start little tweaks etc so i'm gonna revisit that but maybe like in the future you know like maybe like you said more tweakments little things just to arrange here and there on my face if i really feel that i need to and i i feel conscious about it i would do it but i wouldn't do it just to try or test it out like i I'm, i feel like i'm the type of person who's really reserved with those type of you know treatments yeah Yeah, I feel like having definitely the cultural thing is is so real. You know, my friends in America were like, oh, yeah, you know, went to the gym today, got my Botox, da, 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 just like super casual in conversation, which is kind of how I feel about it, to be honest. I've I'm, I'm open to trying things, you know, I'm like, mm, maybe I'll try here, this here, this there. But but I do think that my actually my mom's approach has been very conservative. She she's had Botox, but she hasn't done anything else. Whereas, you know, a lot of her friends have had facelifts and, you know, filler and things. So I think that I'll probably get, you know, be a little bit more reserved with with treatments going forward. But but yeah, I'm not opposed, you know, if there's something <laughs> that that's intriguing, I'll try it. I've actually only had Botox so far. And I, I don't think that I really need anything else. But it's yeah, I guess it's like you like if I do start to notice something that's really bugging me. Um, I did for a little while, I was noticing these fine lines under the eyes. And so I was kind of looking into that, you know, things that I could do there. But actually, It had more to do with my sleep than anything. So I think that there's a lot of holistic things that you can do actually before you, you know, go and get these tweakments, which Dr. David Jack actually really talks about. You know, he he speaks about how having a skincare routine and, you know, being really consistent with your skincare routine at home is critical because no matter what, if you come in for a one-off treatment uh, and then go home and don't do anything, you know, aren't wearing your SPF, aren't doing anything. It's just like, you know, going to the gym once. Like, what do you expect <laughs> in terms of long-term results? So I think definitely you have to have like a good skincare routine and focus on holistic aspects of your lifestyle. You know, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Are you managing stress before you just kind of go to that, you know, the treatment route? But but yeah, I think that it's it's really a personal choice. I think that there's a lot of pressure to look like a certain way now, but it's it's all about what makes you feel good. I think that there's there's no judgment for sure here. I completely agree with you. I think that's Personally, I would recommend it. Like the only the only time I recommend it even to our clients is, for example, if someone says like, okay, I have this 
fine line on my forehead. You know, I've been trying different products. I'm not sure what to do. I'm ready to do anything. And the reality is like, if you do have a structural problem on your skin, then it's like, if you want to get rid of it and if you want to have like an instant effect, it's true that those tweakments, you know, they come handy because you do it and then you don't overspend on your skincare regime and you don't, you know, stress about like what you should be using, etc. And I feel like people too, uh, when they start to have fine lines and wrinkles, I don't know if you feel the same, but they tend to include many potent ingredients like overstimulating their skin, using retinol and getting their skin acclimated the, completely the wrong way because they just overuse it. Thinking that that would be less invasive than actually a little tweak or a treatment when, you know, it's completely the opposite. And you can have this, those little tweaks and still have a skincare regime that is completely like, you know, true to your skin needs and very gentle, etc. Focusing on like, of course, you know, signs of aging, but in a less intrusive way. So it's very interesting to see how you can actually balance both of them and how tweakments and treatments have become something that can support your skin rather than something that, you know, superficially changed your skin. Like everyone, not everyone, because now it's changing a little bit the mindset. But before that, you know, it's like when you say I'm going to get buttocks, you know, people are like, what? What do you mean? You Like, it's so intrusive. It's so like this, it's yeah. so like that. Like, you know, so it's it's all about like trying to balance this out. And I think having an open conversation about that also, it's super important so people understand exactly what those treatments are about. Because maybe some are reluctant, but they could be beneficial for their skin or just for their, you know, mental health. Sometimes like you can be very stressed about a certain skin like a certain fine line or a certain wiggle that you have in your skin. But also for those that are overdoing it too, you know, because uh, there's this massive, you know, social media consumption, like you see all those different posts and you also all these different stories and everyone wants to have, you know, like those lips and I want to have those cheeks and this, this and that. So it's a bit about like finding the right balance, which I think with the spot case was very interesting. Yeah, it's totally about finding the right balance. And rather than going in and just saying, okay, what can you do to me? You know, like what can we fix here? I think that I really like Dr. David Jacks. Um, I, I always say Dr. David Jack, like his full name. I have to say his full name, but um, I really do like his approach because it is it's much more holistic and he has some incredible products. I do have to be a little product pushy here because I'm fully obsessed with his um, day moisturizer with SPF in it. Have you tried it yet, Xen? Yes, but I think it's not for my skin, Megs. <gasps> no, really? Yeah, I think I, I'm saying this because I actually did a consultation with Megan also last week so that everyone knows. But we really talked about actually about that. Yeah, I think we talked about it in last week's episode. Yeah, but, uh, but my skin is so all over the place that when I test something new, I just feel like it just doesn't work really well so I'm I'm I have it and I know you love it and you recommend it to many people well give so me I'm just yours keeping it I want it <laughs> and I'm gonna it. reintroduce it at some time you know like just to to try and see how how my skin feels yeah I think it's probably better for um those that have like drier skin and more mature skin I think would love it I do feel like it's pretty light in texture and for me it, it doesn't smell like SPF at all but it has such great SPF protection so and it doesn't irritate my skin. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with it, like fully, fully. It's my favorite thing. And I've just run out. It's like, I'm quite sad about it. So um, I'll take <laughs> yours off of your hands. But I really like his products. And I used um, also before I had a wedding last weekend. 
and I was having this weird like congestion on my on my cheek. I think it was a change in weather too. But I did this like dehydration. He has this paint, blue paint peel, which is very Instagrammable. Um, but it actually worked so well. And um, I got compliments the next day. Everyone was like, oh, you're kind of glowing. I was like, well, I did this mask last night. Um, that, that was quite good. It was like a mini peel. So yeah, I really like his products. And I'm sending some to you today, actually, Xenia. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was about package. to say. I'm super excited to to try the other products for sure. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, Xenia's getting um, a care package from me <laughs> from, from London. Yay. So yeah, yeah, you can keep on listening, guys, because there's a lot of information. Um, Dr. David Jack, his background is absolutely incredible. He's I mean, the true definition of an expert. So um, keep on listening. And if you haven't used our discount yet, the Skinterview 15, please book in, you guys. It's the perfect time of year um, for a consultation with one of our skin mentors. And we can actually help you to find not only the best products for your skin needs, but if you're interested in making any type of treatments, like more clinical treatments, etc., we can also recommend you the best treatments for your skin. So I think it's a good... Um, you know, free cystic degree skin package, if I can say. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening and we hope that you enjoy. So today we are joined by Dr. David Jack, who is incredible, based in London. Um, for those of you who are in London, you've probably heard his name before. But just to give a little bit of background, he's a medical doctor and a member of the Royal College of Surgeons and a leading skin specialist at the forefront of rejuvenating aesthetic treatments, which I have experienced myself. So we'll get into that. Um, But he does have an acclaimed clinic on London's Harley Street, where he specializes in aesthetic medicine and anti-aging treatments and a results-driven skincare line as well, which you've seen on our Instagram, I'm sure which offers products that optimize skin health, both from within and also some supplement support, which I absolutely love, um, taking very much a holistic approach to skincare. So thank you, Dr. David Jack, for being here. Thanks for having me, Megan. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about tweakments, which is a topic that um, we get asked about a lot and a topic that I'm actually really curious about, because although we cover a little bit of it in the kind of aesthetic courses that I've taken, there's still a lot that we don't cover, you know, when it comes to things like Botox and fillers, lots of buzzy new treatments that are coming up as well. So I'm really excited to kind of delve into that. But do you just want to maybe give a little bit of background into what aesthetic treatments actually are, maybe a little bit more background about how you got into this too would be incredible. So um, I think aesthetic treatments, there's a whole spectrum of things um, from, from I would kind of even some facials as aesthetic treatments, to be honest. So it's anything that, that kind of makes the skin look, uh, look its best, um, which is not surgical. So there, there's a kind of from very simple things to the top end is just kind of pre-surgical, I would say. So not including things like aesthetic surgery, like facelifts and that sort of thing, but everything up to then from injectables to lasers to chemical peels, these sort of things are all, would all be considered tweakments or or aesthetic treatments really. Tweakments is quite a new term that people like to say that is it kind of takes the edge off the the kind of pain points that people have of approaching tweakments. So there's a lot of people that are, in sort of traditionally been very averse to the idea of injectables and things. So tweakments, the, the term is just used as a way of kind of like make it seem a bit better, like you're not doing something sordid, uh, which people still have have this kind of 
reaction to sometimes. So um, yeah, the most common ones that I would do are injectables. So we have tons of patients coming to the clinic who are having injectables often for the first time. Um, and the most popular of those are, are Botox and dermal fillers. And there's a whole range of things that you can do with them doing more and more things like skin boosters as well to increase the collagen levels of the skin and they can be injected deep into the dermis um, to really boost the thickness of the dermis which is lost with time and then um, lasers as well that can be done alongside these things for things like pigmentation and for thread veins and uh, redness and rosacea and acne and all these sort of things so it's the whole kind of clump of treatments that is below surgery and maybe sort of more involved in skincare. Um, I would count as, as treatments. Amazing. Amazing. And I've had a few treatments myself. So I've actually done Botox and then I did a new, it's not actually Botox. It's like the new version that you, I don't know, it doesn't freeze you up as much. And now I can't even remember the name of it, but I didn't like it actually as much as I liked Botox. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but there's loads. I think there's loads of different versions of it, right? There are, yeah, there's there's quite a few brands that make a botulinum toxin and you can inject at different dosing levels depending on how much you're you're wanting to kind of affect the muscles. Um, so there, there's things like Xeomin and Dysport and stuff, which are all kind of variations of the same thing, but I always go back to kind of traditional Botox, but I, I don't like to freeze muscles, so I always do quite low doses, it's, yeah, which is, I think, the right way to do it. Yeah, you hear about baby Botox. So what actually, what actually is baby Botox? Baby Botox is really just a way of doing Botox that doesn't freeze the muscles. Um, and it would just be doses that relax the resting tension on the muscles. So if you imagine all the lines in your face are created by the sheet of muscle that lies under the skin. And whenever you're making facial movements, you're putting tension on the skin via the insertion points onto the skin surface. So what baby Botox or kind of good, good doses of Botox do is that it relaxes this resting tension. So when your face is at rest, the muscles aren't really putting tension on the skin. So it relaxes the resting lines. Whereas like full mega dose old fashioned Botox would paralyze the muscles so that you can't actually move them when you're trying to make facial expressions. Um, so generally everybody should be doing baby Botox these days. Not many people really, I mean, if they're doing it properly, will do, will do mega dose Botox anymore. No, you want, everybody wants to look natural and you don't want someone to know that you've, that you've had it. So I have a lot of, I mean, my friends and people who follow us on Instagram obviously know that I've had it because I talk about it, but I don't think that it's one of those things where, you know, if I wasn't talking about it, you would necessarily know because I still have movement in my forehead and things like that, which is great. But there's definitely been a stigma and I'm American. And so I think that when I was kind of mid twenties, people started to get tweakments, you know, which I think is a fun word. Whereas in the UK, when I moved over here, that was really unheard of. And so it's really interesting to see this kind of evolution and to, to look at different consumers and who's talking about it and being open with it, et cetera. But definitely in terms of the pandemic, things have changed a lot as well. And so have you noticed a change in demand for the pandemic? Have you noticed a change in the way that people are approaching this and the conversations that are happening? What are you kind of seeing in clinic? Yes, I've, I've noticed a massive change since things went back to normal almost after the pandemic, clinics reopened and things. And there was a huge pent-up demand. I think Partially because of people spending more time on social media, looking at these things, seeing people doing these things. There were so many Instagram lives talking about Botox and fillers and all of these things. So I think that drove awareness of these things. 
then also people on Zoom meetings as well and other, other video conferencing, noticing things on their own faces. And I don't know if you're the same as me, but whenever you're on Zoom or anything, you spend so much time looking at your own face and, it, and the lighting is often really bad and you see things that you just probably haven't noticed before. And I would say like maybe seven out of 10 of my patients now come to me and say, oh, I noticed this thing when I was on a video call, my, my tear troughs look deeper or my jawline looks more saggy or something. I just really want to do something about this. So this has been quite a, a, a key driver, I would say, of people sort of starting these things. And I've got a lot of patients that do things for the first time because I've noticed something on Zoom. So I think this Zoom face phenomenon is really a, a real thing um, and I've definitely noticed an increase in people doing these things and also people doing these things that would never have considered it before um, because it, their, their eyes have been drawn to their, their own face more when they see it on video calls. It's so interesting. I have to have myself really small so I have it yeah. always like on Zoom. I have it in speaker view because you you are it's like if you're at a restaurant you know and there's a mirror behind it seems so vain but it is hard to not catch your reflection and go oh my gosh do I really you know I do I really look like that or what's going on with this line here you know and I'm just thinking even right now I'm like oh my gosh this lighting and here I have like you know lighting from up above and so you are you're looking at things that you wouldn't have been looking at all day long and we definitely have seen with our clients coming to us that there's you know they're like okay well what can I do with with skincare and so in terms of your skincare versus, you know, an aesthetic treatment, at what point may they want to kind of switch just from doing skincare to coming in for treatment? Sure. I think there's always a spectrum of things and I, I never like to, to kind of judge things based on age or anything like that. It's, it's a very personal thing coming to have a treatment. And I never, again, I never like to say that anybody needs any of these things because nobody actually needs them. It's really, it's just that things to kind of make you feel maybe a bit better. Or if you, as you say, if you have noticed one or two changes that you maybe just want to address before they get anything more, any, any worse. It really, there's so many factors that will influence whether or not you need something that it's, it's kind of hard to, to say how, how one individual will need it sort of in general versus another uh, but generally speaking as, as we kind of approach our kind of 30s and 40s and stuff like that there are very predictable changes that happen in the face and there's volume change in the bones there's change in the muscles and um, there's change in the skin itself because of uv damage and often like the starting point as you said will always be skincare and getting into a good skincare routine early on is one of the most important things that you can do and also looking after your general health because your skin health is really is a reflection of of how your general health is so i'd say that i mean generally speaking i, I tend to see patients first in their in their kind of 30s mostly uh, when they're just starting to notice a bit of volume change particularly in the mid face so you've got all the bony supports of the face so you've got the, the temples and the, the kind of frontal bone of the skull you've got your zygomatic arches which are your cheekbones and you've got your your mandible and then you've got your your maxilla that supports the upper teeth and all of those areas are the main kind of bony supports of the face that lose volume over time so what happens is the fat pads that sit on top of the bone start to slip downwards and you notice this kind of gradual descent of all of the face towards the from the sides to the center so you get these lines developing around about the mouth you get nasolabial folds developing at the side of the nose and you get lines developing grooves developing around the eyes and also the eye sockets increase in size so it's very subtle the changes that happen but when you're starting to see those sort of things it might be 
a stage to maybe think, oh, a little bit of filler or a little bit of Botox might be worth considering. Um, skincare just won't cut it for the deeper volume change. Um, there, there's only so deep that skincare can penetrate into the skin. For things like pigmentation change, there's definitely things that can be done with skincare and that would always be the first thing to do and sun damage, all of these sort of things. But for deeper volume change and grooves and lines in the face, usually you need something a wee bit, a wee bit um uh, more aggressive yeah yeah exactly <laughs> if you're that way inclined that is and, and it, these things are definitely not for everybody so and there, there is definitely people that should not be doing the, these sort of things if they're trying to change the way that they they look should just be really done to to kind of look the sort of maintain what you're what you have I would say exactly um, I like that approach and is that kind of your approach like if somebody came in and just said oh what can I I'm sure you have people that come in and say what can I do yeah kind of yeah. thing and so what is your response to that? For sure. So, I mean, I think that the people coming in will have kind of got over, obviously, the, the barrier of having these treatments or, and will be aware of things that, that can be done. I like to kind of assess the, the face sort of subjectively and objectively. So subjectively in the context of the person. So judging by why they're, they're kind of looking for these things, are they doing it because they're, they're miserable and they think it's going to solve all their problems? If they're doing it in, in a way that is just for kind of... They, they feel there's been a few changes, it doesn't bother them that much, but they know that there are things that can be done, then these are probably a candidate for, for aesthetic treatments. And then I tend to look at things just from the, the different layers of the face. So volume change from the bone, from the fat. Also, you get a bit of muscle volume loss, and then you get uh, changes in the dynamics of the muscles that happen over time because of gravity primarily so all the downward pulling muscles like at the side of the eyes and the frown lines tend to be become much stronger and then to compensate for that your forehead muscle then starts to contract so you get forehead lines and things so you look at all of these things in the context of the person and their age and and uh, and things have done in the past and then also the same with with volume change and and then I would usually suggest a, a kind of a schedule of treatments based on volume replacement and then then kind of muscle uh, muscle treatments so toxins and then think about the skin as well so always again it's kind of the, the finishing thing because it's, it's like the icing on the cake really and um, but uh, alongside kind of talking about skincare and things like, like what you do Megan exactly uh, a kind of holistic picture of the, the anatomy of the face and um, my background is in, in surgery so um so I like to think of things in a, a kind of anatomical way and then b- building a treatment plan based on basically restoration rather than trying to create things that wouldn't actually be in there in that person's face so I think with things like fillers and Botox people come in thinking oh they're going to look weird they're going to start to look like an alien with big cheekbones and big lips and things like that but if if these things are done in a subtle way that is just really restoring what might have been a few years ago um, and just replacing volume not trying to create structures that haven't naturally been there in that person's face then you're kind of you've got a recipe for success you're just kind of building back up what what, to what that person was previously yeah I love that approach actually and I think because we've talked a lot about kind of Botox and filler are there other things that you would that you would recommend that sure yeah there's there's loads of other things it's so it's it's quite confusing I think the number of treatments that there are for for people Um, and a lot of people come in just very confused whether or not all therapy will work, work for them or they should do more PSA or they should do IPL and 
is quite a confusing world that I think it needs to be kind of somebody needs to see their face who knows what they're talking about basically at all times so um yeah there's there's a lot of different options and different things that work better on some people's skin versus others and always as i said at the end of of kind of thinking about volume and muscles then i would think about the skin itself and most of these treatments kind of work on the skin itself um, so things like L-therapy works in the muscle layer, which is just underneath the skin. And that's a treatment that basically creates injuries on the muscle and then causes a reaction in the muscle that, that, that kind of shrinks the actual size of the muscle. Um, it's not a treatment that I particularly like because I find that the nine times out of 10, people don't really notice that much result with it, if I'm honest. It takes a while to see the results. A long um, time. My mom had it. Now I'm telling my mom's my mom's treatment secrets. Yeah, but yeah. My mom had it a long time ago, and it took her such a long time to see the result. She did end up actually seeing the result, but she almost didn't re- even realize that it had happened because it was so like six months later. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's it, it can be a good treatment in some people, but there are some people that would just no, not notice anything. Um, and it's also quite a painful treatment as well. Yeah, she said it was horrendous. And she's given birth without yeah, medicine, like any yeah. type of drug. So yeah, for her, that's a lot. I tried it as well myself. It's it's not pleasant and I just no difference. Personally, I think that there's definitely some people who have maybe a thicker muscle layer that do respond a bit better to it, but there's no way really of, of telling whether or not you'll respond until you try it. So it's a bit of a gamble, that one. Um, then there's other treatments that are, are kind of more biostimulating treatments, which work in a sort of similar, similar principle where they, you create injuries on the skin and then you're relying on the the skin's response to the injuries in order to work and these can help with things like skin texture problems they can help with sagging in the skin as well they can help with um, sort of pigmentation issues as well and all these treatments are kind of come under the banner of resurfacing and it can be done with things like micro needles so derma roller that that sort of thing to like derma roller and steroids which is morpheus 8 or fractional radio frequency or things like fraxel laser or carbon dioxide laser is another form of resurfacing. Um, and with varying degrees of downtime and effectiveness and depth of penetration into the skin. So, so it can be quite confusing, but I think essentially all of these treatments work by sort of harnessing your body's own responses to the treatment in order to see a result. Um, my favourite one is, is one that I've been kind of teaching on for a while and I've been doing since it was first introduced to the UK, which is Morpheus 8, which is, a fra- again, a fractional treatment that uses tiny microneedles that are gold-coated that enter into the skin. They create an injury, but then they heat underneath the, sur- the surface of the skin to the, the deep part of the skin, so the subdermal layer in the dermis which then stimulates this sort of reaction again, but in a very controlled way that has very little downtime. Um, and then over again, a six month period, all, all of these things take about six months to work. And over that time, you should notice some lifting and tightening of the skin. And it's great for the fat pad under the chin. If you're starting to notice a wee bit of a double chin, then it can lift that area and really tighten the skin under there. Um, and really good for kind of crinkly skin as well in the neck. So. So that's a great one. Yeah. So the, a candidate for that would be someone who kind of is having that, I guess it doesn't necessarily age isn't always correlated because 
there's so much to do with genetics and other factors but yeah and bone structure as well some people with with a really strong jaw might not notice that for a while longer than somebody with a, a smaller jaw so yeah so it's, it really varies but anybody who's starting to notice a wee bit of a pouch under the chin slight jowls starting to form and maybe crinkly skin on the neck would be an ideal person for morpheus 8. we get a lot of questions about the neck area the crepey neck which I think crepey is an awful word. I think they need yeah, to figure out a better word to describe that. But yeah, maybe crinkly is nicer. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that neck area. And how do you feel about, this is random, but separate skincare for the neck? I mean, I, don't, I personally don't think that you need anything different for the skin of the neck than the skin of the face. You, you need SPF, you need antioxidants. Uh, and that, that is really, and a cleanser, and that, that's really about it. I personally, I'm very simplistic in my approach to skincare. I don't think that there's, there's, there's a limit to what you can do with skincare. And there, there's, there's certain things that you need to be doing with skincare. And with, with new technology and skincare, there's definitely things that really are beneficial to the skin. But I think that like separate neck creams and toning neck creams and stuff, there's so much... Nonsense. It's ridiculous, I think, in my opinion. I've never recommended a neck. I, I'm just like, just take it all the way down. Just take just, it all the way down, right down to down to the chest, even. Exactly. There's yeah. no there's no reason. And what about eye creams? Eye cream, I mean, the, yeah, the skin around the, the eyes is ever so slightly more sensitive in, in some people, not everybody. Um, so sometimes using a slightly lower percentage of active ingredients around the eyes um, can decrease the any reactions that somebody with sensitive skin might have but still I would say that you want to be using something that's going to stimulate some collagen deposition like vitamin c or retinoid and also SPF around the eyes is the number one thing definitely I can because so I want to talk a little bit about your skincare the skincare that you have um, and also I know that you take a very holistic approach and you you have some kind of other things you know, not just skincare. So what is in your current skincare range at the moment? I'm using your um, moisturizer with SPF in it. It's my all-time favorite. Like I love it. I'm, Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Fully it's very obsessed. nice and lightweight. Yeah. It's so. so, and it's so lightweight and it's, it's the smell is like super refreshing, but I've, I have rosacea prone skin. You can probably see like very reactive um, and it's perfect for me. So I love it. Yeah, it's kind of designed to be um, non-irritating. There's a there's a bit of um, AHA in there as well, just to kind of bring down the pH a bit. Um, well, basically, my skincare line is very simple. It's three products, and it's all the things that I think actually you need for the skin. So there's, except a cleanser. I've got a cleanser coming out. Well, two cleansers coming out um, next Exciting. year. Exciting. But that's the only thing really I would say that's missing. Um, so I've got a vitamin C serum, which is called Good Morning, which is 10% vitamin C. It's a blend of two forms of vitamin C so that penetrate different levels into the skin. Um, and that is kind of for your first step in the morning after cleansing. Um, it's, I think it's important to use an antioxidant in the skin when you've got kind of the fresh new cells there and also to prep your skin for the day ahead. So using an antioxidant like vitamin C or niacinamide or any of these ingredients are good because they they kind of provide a, an antioxidant layer on your skin for you kind of going out for the day ahead. So that's the first step. Then I've got my moisturizer, which you have, which has an SPF 50 in it. Um, Exciting. And is that UVA? It's UVA, UVB? It's UVA, it's broad spectrum. So broad yeah, spectrum, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and we're also adding into this um, uh, blue light filter as well. For, for screens so amazing uh, and you're, are you adding a bigger size did I hear you right? yeah we're adding a bigger size so it's going up to 50 mils rather than 30 mils uh, although cool. I do like it it's it's good for like just dinky, but in my bed yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> in my bag. I no, it's good for traveling around. I'm like a bag lady, so I have. I'm yeah. constantly on the go. Well, yeah, I think the 50 mils would be just a slightly better, better uh, for for kind of longevity of the product and cutting down on plastic waste. So that's my my, my day cream is basically a moisturizer with an SPF. It's kind of your your step before going outside of the house, basically, um, just to make sure that you've got the highest level of protection that you need on your skin against UVA and UVB. And that is the number one most important step in anybody's skincare routine is protecting against UV. Um, as I said, I'm reformulating the, the products at the moment. So we're just kind of tweaking things just to make them as, as good as possible. So we're adding some extra anti-pollution filters in as well uh, with that because obviously pollution on the skin is another another big threat. And Yeah, living in a city, honestly, I because I'm from Texas and I really feel obviously the weather I think has a huge impact on my skin too and just the lifestyle of being in London versus being in in Texas but yeah it's it's had a huge impact on my skin and I'm getting older I know that it's I've been here six years but I really do feel it notice it um yeah you do up in kind of semi-rural Scotland and the the pollution coming down to live in London has just been you can notice it like a thick smog on your skin every day so especially if you're getting the tube and things like that it's uh, really and with a mask I'm like oh, it's even, worse, even worse for the the barrier and everything so yeah that's my moisturizer and then I've got good night which is a, a retinoid night cream it's a very gentle retinoid is a non-irritating one retinal palmitate and um, we're again tweaking this product um to to relaunch at the end of the year with a fourth generation retinoid that just has absolutely zero kind of retinoid side effects but has a much kind of stronger effect on the skin um, nice. and adding in a few other extra actives like niacinamide and um and other bits and pieces in there as well so it really will be I, what i wanted with my range is just have these three simple steps that make it really easy for anybody including men who are quite difficult to get onto skincare products but do you know what once we have our male clients are incredible because they follow the routine exactly as we say we give a calendar to them and they're so good totally. so. yeah yeah it's it's amazing and i've got a lot of men that buy into my brand for that reason because it's a nice simple thing everything is very clear when you use it what you're using and what the ingredients do and um, i think that's key for compliance longer term and that's what you need with any skincare product it's, it's not kind of the the brightest new thing that's going to make the most difference is actually it's just consistency and routine and using it over uh, many months that you will actually see the difference with your skin um, and using things that are not too irritating as well so I never like to use use kind of really harsh actives um, in skincare unless there's an absolute need for it in which case people probably then need a prescription grade skincare product so I've slightly averse to like loads of harsh AHA peels and a lot of hydroxy acid peels and things on a which people some people do on a daily basis which is just crazy that's our biggest that's what we deal with the most is people who have just over exfoliated their skin or gone in with retinol too quickly so they didn't ease into it which with your product I think it would be totally fine to, it's fine with retinol palmitate yeah yeah with retinol palmitate that's fine but we get people who you know are using prescription grade retinol um, every night and then their skin's peeling off and they're using AHAs and they're using BHAs and they're using, it's just crazy to me. That's what we deal with the most is rebuilding the skin barrier. Yeah, clinic all the time. And Isabella, the facialist who works with me is constantly kind of like shaking her head at people. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just like using way too much on their skin because and people are just sold things again and again and think that they 
use it. And there's been this big trend over the last 10 years of like really knowing your actives and combining actives and things, and often to the detriment of people's skin. Like our skin is a physiological organ that regulates itself. So it doesn't actually need that much extra to do that job. So a simplistic approach with skincare is actually probably going to do much more benefit over the longer term. Definitely. And sometimes people do say to us, they're like, I don't have this though. And I'm like, no, no, you don't need it. You don't need <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You're good. You're good. I promise. Like this is all you need. It can be super simple. And yeah, we just strip people's routines way, way back. And especially with cleansing, people are like over, over cleansing, over exfoliating, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. So just back to a few other kind of holistic things that people can do. So you have the skincare range, but then also you do have a couple other things. So what do you think, I mean, skincare is obviously very important and I'm a big believer and advocate of skincare and protecting your skin um, with SPF, et cetera. But what can you be doing in terms of supplements? And, you know, there's a lot of hype around collagen supplements and these kinds of things. So I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, so I have a supplement. I've got supplements in my range and I've had them right from the start, actually, from when I launched about four years ago. And um, supplements are good in that they kind of make people aware of the holistic approach to skin health. They're not not necessarily, they're not going to transform the skin or anything, but they just are almost like an insurance policy that you're getting what your skin needs in terms of nutrition. And also making you aware of the importance of nutrition and skin health in my opinion. So I'm not a great believer in collagen supplements. I don't think that using marine collagen or bovine collagen is in any way a sustainable way of getting protein into your diet, which is essentially all they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I did a huge literature review of, um, of collagen supplements recently, and I looked at maybe about 70 papers or something, and there is no substantial evidence for using collagen supplements over a, taking a good protein quantity in your diet. Mm-hmm. So I think that the things that actually make a difference in collagen supplements or any skin supplements are things like vitamin C and, um, and other, other kind of sort of vitamin A derivatives, glutathione, these sort of peptides that, that you can kind of have in supplements as well, omega-3s. So with my supplement range, I, I kind of actively wanted to steer away from collagen supplementation and in favor of just a purely plant-based thing, firstly, because it's more sustainable in terms of the planet and also because it's less inflammatory on the body as well. And the whole point of skincare and skin supplements is to decrease inflammation in your body. So having something that's animal derived is, is not really good for, for anybody, I would say, um, the planet or otherwise. So in my range, I've got a protein supplement, which has got a pea and white hemp protein with uh, vitamins. So it's got things like biotin, vitamin C. It's got lots of plant-based superfoods. So things like baobab and adaptogens, um, flaxseed for omega-3s, and a whole range of other ingredients, which is kind of like the flagship supplement that you're just kind of, you can add to a smoothie. You know that you're getting what your skin needs and you're getting a good dose of protein as well that your body can then assimilate into collagen in your skin with all the cofactors it needs. And then I've got some other kind of more holistic type supplements that address other things that affect skin health, like stress, like bad sleep. So yeah, I've got a, a sleep supplement that's called Sweet Dreams, which is magnesium based, um, and it also has vitamin B six and a, a kind of, of vitamin C that helps with sleep and zinc. Um, and then I've got a, an anti stress supplement um, called Relax, which is adaptogens. I'm uh, obsessed with adaptogens yeah, right now. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> 
It's got, um, I think it's about seven adaptions in there. It's, it's got ashwagandha, astralagus, all of these herbs that have been used for, for centuries um, to relax and regulate hormone levels that have, have in sort of early studies been shown to kind of regulate cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, which obviously has a big influence on the skin. Um, and then it's got things called nootropics, which are smaller molecules um, that um, can improve mood and improve concentration and, and things. So relax is kind of a blend of all of these things. I love it. And yeah, yeah. So it's really, and it's tasty as well. It's a nice kind of afternoon drink. You can have it as a hot chocolate at night. Mm-hmm. It helps you just kind of relax and become a wee bit more kind of aware and and clear um so that you can kind of get on with your day ahead and also hopefully balance, help balance cortisol levels particularly if you've got a, a sort of skin condition that's related to stress so which is uh, me i have rosacea so stress is a trigger and lack of sleep is a trigger and being alive basically is a trigger uh, yeah. but um you know it definitely helps to be mindful and i've i found that just that that extra step of me even doing it whether or not you know the the things that I'm are doing actually impacted it, it it is it does help me be just a little bit more yeah yeah totally more aware. yeah and we've got well, one new supplement coming out very soon which is a more a sort of acne acne targeted supplement which also has things like pro and prebiotics in it as well okay yeah we've got health so that's that's coming out hopefully next month exciting so, yeah I take yeah, some so, proof I'm a I am yeah, a pro yeah it's great yeah yeah that's the that's the one that I recommend to people at the moment actually yeah it's, yeah it's a really nice uh, probiotic yeah it's good I like the taste of it which some people yeah, complain about yeah. the taste but we yeah. have a lot of our clients who are having you know that have inflammatory conditions we say you know just try it do us you know the 12 week see if it impacts skin it definitely impacts mine and most people do yeah most people do see an improvement and always if somebody comes into me with acne or anything like rosacea like you have megan i would always say do a probiotic as well it doesn't do any harm yeah if it works then that's great um and it's yeah it's a really easy thing to do yeah i love i love all of the all the things that you have and i think that they're definitely um it's not too many things to where it's confusing and yeah, I'm excited to see you do, you do appeal too, no? Yeah. So I've got also, I've got kind of at home treatments, which, um, which I launched during lockdown because I had so many people complaining about skin issues. So I've been actually developing these for quite a while and they're called, they're called face paints. So they're kind of color coded towards your skin issues. So whether there's a red one for acne, which is a blend of active ingredients that, that kind of targets um, skin microbiome and also um, sort of slightly exfoliating and reducing sebum production and I've got one for rosacea actually and, and dry skin which probably would be the one that you the blue one yeah which is the blue one mm-hmm. so that's all about kind of barrier repair decreasing inflammation in the skin yeah just uh, kind of hydrating the skin as well with with a really good from hyaluronic acid and ceramides and then I've got the yellow one which is for pigmentation which is actually our number one I think that people seek treatment about in clinic. Um, so that's, again, a blend of different ingredients that tackle different steps in the pigment production pathway. Um, so it can treat things like um, melasma, sun damage-related pigmentation, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation that people might have after after kind of very harsh treatments. So, um, yeah, so those are, those are the face paints. Um, I love them. And they come with such a nice little brush too. Yeah, they come with it. The brush is great. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a wee paint brush that you can kind of paint your face by. 
papers. So, Very yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's maybe a once weekly thing to add on to the three step skincare routine. Yeah, a lot of people do ask us about things that they can do in addition to their kind of routine, and we, you know, maybe it's a peel or maybe it's something a little bit more, you know, hydrating if you've had a big weekend or whatever. So those are really great too. And so I guess to kind of wrap everything up, because I know we've covered a lot of things, but I would love to hear about what you think the kind of future in this space is. I'm really excited to see what you do with all of your skincare stuff, which we recommend, but it would be great to know just in terms of tweakments and with things like Botox and filler, what's next? Yeah, so I think that, I mean, there are developments happening and I think a lot is happening around about the kind of biostimulation, biohacking type of treatment. so I think that the, there's, a, I mean, as I mentioned, there's Morpheus 8 is quite a, a big and, and kind of popular treatment at the moment, which is a kind of, again, a biostimulation treatment. There are more and more injectables coming out that do a similar sort of thing. One called Profilo, which has become super popular in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think that that is the way that things are going to go. It's about kind of helping your skin to regenerate itself, helping it to kind of repair some damage that it's already got helping it to repair collagen that, that's been lost um, and also perhaps in the future helping it to replace volume that's been lost in the bone and in the, the fat and soft tissues. Sadly, we don't really have anything for that yet, but I think that that is probably the way that things will go, whether or not that's from stem cells or from other kind of growth factory type injections and these sort of things. Um, it's very early days, but I think that is the, definitely the direction that things are going um, and also thinking about, again thinking about the skin in a more holistic way about how our how our general health affects our skin and what we can do about that from a lifestyle point of view as well yeah lifestyle is such a big thing and I think that that's a lot of, there's a lot of education still to be done around that because you know just putting on a cream or a serum or whatever obviously we need those things to protect our skin and you know you need to cleanse your skin etc but there is so much that your diet and lifestyle, it can have a huge impact. And so I think that people, they do come to us saying, oh, can I just, you know, I just want this moisturizer, that moisturizer, but there's so much more to it, which is why we ask questions about, you know, just talk me through your, your full day. How do you sit at your computer? How many hours are you behind a computer? Are you on the phone? Like there's just so many things that, that can impact your skin that people aren't thinking about. So I think, yeah, a lot of education, hopefully um, to be done around that too. So if people want to maybe do a tweakment for the first time, if they're a little bit nervous, how would you recommend they approach this and, you know, kind of approach your clinic if they are in London? Yeah, if the, the best way to get in touch is probably just to fill in a form on my website. There's a consultation request form and uh, we're really quick at getting back to those. Um, and I think just coming in for a consultation where I kind of talk through everything with you in, in a realistic way and I'll give lots and lots of different options that you maybe you can choose some or start with something very simple. You don't need to go kind of full guns blazing the first time that you do anything, maybe a, a tiny bit of Botox or a bit of laser or something would be a starting point depending on, on what your issue is. A consultation is always the best way to go. Um, follow me on Instagram. I'm always always kind of answering questions and DMs if, if you've got a quick, simple question, um, which is it's just at Dr. David Jack. And then the, the clinic email as well as info at Dr. David Jack Clinic or info at Dr. David Jack for skincare. Amazing. And one other thing, where can people get your products? Because I know that you stock them in a few different stockists in the UK. Can people in the States get them? Are they not there yet? Yeah, so we, we can sell directly to the States. In the UK, they're stocked at Space NK and uh, on, on my own website. Um, and we're, we're going to start selling through other clinics as well, um, hopefully in the next year. 
periods. So, um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So they will probably by next year we'll have a much wider distribution of those. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Megan. Of course, anytime. Thank you so much for being here. And if you guys have questions as well for us, you can just send us a DM on Instagram. It's at Leone L I O N N E dot L D N. Goodbye, everyone.